Well, hello there, Weege. What a delight it is to be with you again. (laughs) Hello, Trixie. It is a delight for me as well. It is uh, on the occasion of our race day picks. Well, it's not race day yet, but almost race day picks for the Travers, the amazing Travers. So tell us more about the Travers, if you would, Weege. Oh, the Travers. It is... um... Let's see. Grade one, $1.25 million Travers Stakes at Saratoga on Saturday. Uh, One and a quarter mile track um, on the dirt. And it's going to be great because we have extreme talent. So (laughs) we have extreme talent. We have a, we have a, 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 an unknown as well. And I'm having some feelings. So who knows? Anything can happen because it's horse racing. Well, I will say uh, I've got like a little, I looked up a little bit of history on the Travers and apparently the first running of the Travers was in 1864. Whoa. So this is the 152nd running and it was, <laughs> wow. it was named for William Travers, who's one of the founders of America's oldest race course. Um, which I guess at this point is Saratoga. So um, there is a trophy for the Travers known as the Man of War Cup that was designed by Tiffany and Company. Ooh, baby. It is a permanent award for winning the race. And then a gold-plated replica is given to the winner every year by a member of the Riddle family because uh, the Riddle family owned Man of War. So that's why the the cup is named for him and his family gives the cup. So it's got a cool trophy. Not related to Nelson Riddle? No. (laughs) And his orchestra? No. No. (laughs) Strangely, oddly, oddly enough, nor the Riddler from Batman. (laughs) Strangely. (laughs) Why not? Not Frank Gorshin either. In in no way is related to this. But if you, would let, question me, mark. If you would let me go on to talk about the canoe, please. Oh, please, please tell talk. me more about the canoe. <laughs> about the canoe, for God's sakes. So the Travers canoe has been a lovely tribute. It says right here in the thing I'm looking at, a lovely tribute. To a the lovely tribute. Of the Travers every year since 1961. The canoe is painted in the colors of the silks of the reigning Travers winner. A canoe has been a fixture in the infield pond of Saratoga since 1926, but not until 61 did they associate it with the Travers. And the last thing that you need to know is that there is a Travers stakes blanket, which is Mm. extravagant, but it's handmade locally, apparently, with over a thousand carnations. Oh, so so there you go. So that's a little bit about what I know about the Travers um, musty history wise. So shall we go on to cover the field of this most yes. exciting race? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the Travers, as I said, one and a quarter miles on the dirt at Saratoga on Saturday, August 28th, race 12 at 616 Eastern. Um, it is going to be great because it's seven horses which is a nice small field. It can make it a little bit of a challenge, but it's a nice small field. But we have some good horses. So the post positions are out now. So in the number one position, we have Midnight Bourbon. Midnight Bourbon uh, came off the um, 
bummer event of the uh, Haskell Stakes where it clipped the heels of Hot Rod Charlie yeah. and the rider went down. The horse tripped, rider went down. Not great. But um, but he's know, obviously healthy because he's here to run again, which is very That's good right. news. He, everybody lived to see another day. So here we are. And um, so there you go. Yep. Well, and- so Midnight Bourbon. You know, a strong a strong horse. I have not seen anything really great from it, so I ain't betting on it. But hey, that's just me. I Here's still the feel the horse is not that great. He's but. Midnight Bourbon has burned me several times. Okay, <laughs> Midnight Bourbon has burned me, and I don't want to say that it's dead to me, but it might. <laughs> but if you were to say that, but if I were to say that, then I think it might try to win this race just to spite me, but right? To be honest, Midnight Bourbon is one of these horses that I keep seeing what everybody else sees, and I go, yeah, yeah, Midnight Bourbon, and then let down. So uh-huh. I just keep being let down by Midnight Bourbon, and you know whatever we think the cause was of the, of the clip in the Haskell, that was a, certainly a terrible thing. I'm very glad that uh, Midnight Bourbon and the jockey were both fine. Yep. Or yep. at least, you know, uh, well, Ortiz has been racing plenty since then, Irad Ortiz. So he right. snapped out of it and uh, is making a great season for himself. But yeah, Midnight Bourbon, I just, I just don't know if I can. I don't know if my heart can go back for more from that horse. I don't know, man. I am not bothering with that horse. Anyway, <laughs> onward. Um, number two, essential quality. I will 1,000% be betting on this horse. This horse <laughs> is a monster. It is gorgeous. It is big. And you know how I like a big ass mm-hmm. on a thoroughbred horse. Mm-hmm. I love a big ass. So mm-hmm. this horse has a huge ass, and he is absolutely stunning. He is fast as hell. <laughs> he's, he's got stamina. He is like everything you want in a boyfriend is really what you, that's, that's essential quality. It, essential quality is so great. And um, I did see some static that the win uh, in the Jim Dandy wasn't dominant enough. But essential quality will always do what's necessary to win. And so... You know, he did he did what he had to do and he didn't waste any energy on it. It was like, I don't need to be out twelve horses up, I can or twelve lengths up, I can just win and and you know, smoke at the same time a little bit. Yeah. So. I mean I can I can win without getting to my highest gear for yeah. yeah. And and I, I totally see that. And and essential quality is is so great. And I saw um he's on YouTube, he's uh the speed king and he's uh, a great um, creator, but he was saying how Midnight Bourbon is a chance to overturn essential quality. And nope, I just I don't <laughs> I don't believe it. I am not sure I see it. I mean, you no, know, I think something uh, would have to happen to throw this horse off its game. Like in the Kentucky Derby, it got thrown off by being bumped and crowded. Yeah, this if he can just get a spot for himself. He's fine. He's he in a he's in a front good, right away. He can yeah, just he he's can in just a really it. good post position. So it's kind of like yeah. if he just hangs about as great as it gets. I think two is better than one, even. So you know, yeah. If he hangs tough, um, you know, through the majority of the race, this is such a good 
length for him as well. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a really great length for him. Um, he doesn't have any problem. Um, at he's this got length. all the speed. I mean, he's got all the speed. You know, he's got all the speed and endurance. To me, he's just so perfect. He's like the most perfect horse this year. Well, it, it's true. And and um, we were talking a couple of podcasts ago, and we put a link to this article. So if you go back in our previous videos, so I guess it'll be like, I don't know, episode 20 or something. There was a link to a Horse Racing Nation article about why our field so small this year, talking about some of the different strange things this season that are making the field small and essential quality uh, and horses like him are also to blame. You could say, because when there are dominant horses like this, Mm -hmm. it discourages some people with almost from entering a race because they think, well, why bother? So a dominant horse can kind of chase away competition because now it's seven horses if the distribution of the purse is what's typical, if you do not, if you do anything better than come in dead last, you get a minimum of $25,000. Yeah, not bad. Now, I did not roll out of bed this morning and get $25 <laughs> or $25,000 just for like hit, or $25, hitting the floor. Yeah. I actually, yeah, not even 25 I didn't get 25 cents, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for falling out of bed this morning and picking myself up off the floor. Nothing. I would take some pancakes, anything, anything. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. So the thing about the small fields with the balance of the fat purses, as these fat purses have been restored, and we talked about that in the last podcast, is please, you know, bring your horse out because like you have chances. You really have chances. Uh-huh. So essential right. quality how's a person going to bet against essential quality? I just, I just can't see how, but, but there you go. Yeah, no, you just rope them in with whatever other horses you want to put in your exotic wagers. You bet them to win. You do whatever, you know, you just do stuff with them. Right. You know, exactly. just string them out along a bunch of different types of exactly. bets. But it's that when they say be in there. essential quality, man. they mean it. He is the essential yeah. quality in every exotic wager, in every bet you're going to do. <laughs> he is, he will be the key in your key box or, in your uh-huh. straight key, he's going to be, he is the essential quality. Just put him in and then build the rest around him. Yeah, exactly. Moving exactly. on. Moving on. Number three, keep me in mind. Um, keep me in mind has, you know, been in and out of races we've been betting on over, over time. It's made, um, you know, marginal money, like Bur- Midnight Bourbon has won 673000 Essential Qualities won $3.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> keep Me In Mind has won 654000 But keep me in mind, this is what I'm saying. Like the... Not a fantastic horse, but an okay horse. A horse that doesn't seem to care if it wins. And we <laughs> said that. We're like, Keep Me In Mind is perfectly happy being your wingman, your also ran, your whatever. And meanwhile, he's racked I'm up. I'm happy over... to be here, folks. I'm just happy to be here. Right. And I've <laughs> racked up over a half a million bucks. Just, you know, keep me in mind. Like if you, you know, that's the thing. And that's what I love about this horse. Because <laughs> it's true. This horse really doesn't care and doesn't need to you care. Know what he does. He ducks out and has a smoke and then comes back into the race it's and just fine. runs again. Like nobody, nobody missed it's him. Fine. And he shows up <laughs> and he shows up in the money. He could this yeah. horse could legit legitimately show up in second or third place. And with a purse this size, if he shows up in 
you know, second place, say, I think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be over 200 grand. It's like 200 plus yeah. a little more. It's totally For worth sh- just jamming your horse in there. Sp- it's unlikely right. he'll finish dead last. Why wouldn't you put him in there? Because he's just shown this like a just uh, annoying or fantastic ability to just always right. be sort of hanging out like a like a cat hair on your shoulder. You just cannot get rid of it. <laughs> it's true though, because I have bet on Keep Me in Mind to win and it was like a sad disappointment. Yes. And then I did not bet on Keep Me in Mind. And then it came in the money. I'm like, damn you. I know. <laughs> so if I if I you're, bet him you're to too win, good to discount, but you're not good enough to win. It's gonna be a show. It is not uh-huh. gonna be. Yeah. It's not gonna be a win. It's not no. gonna be a place. So no. Moving on to some weird, fresh flesh. Yes. So Dynamic One is actually a horse that um, was in the Kentucky Derby, but it's easy to forget that because yeah. this horse is kind of unmemorable. <laughs> <laughs> Unremarkable. I mean, hasn't really done jack. So um, it actually won the Curlin, which is not even a stakes race. Well, it's a stakes race, but it's not even like a regular graded stakes race. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. Anyway, they're saying use underneath. I don't know. I, I don't like Dynamic One. I have bet on Dynamic One before. Didn't get jack crap out of it. I'm not impressed. You know who I like, though? I like our friend here in the number five spot, Miles D. Okay. Because I like Miles Davis. I like the odds because it's a long shot. And to be honest, I think that if you put a horse in this race that is completely unknown, there could be a reason for it. You know what? And that's what I was saying. Like they, if they don't think, okay, Miles so far has earned 77 grand. So what would he have to do? He only has to beat two horses Mm -hmm. to, you know, basically totally increase his lifetime earnings. He, yeah. he only has to beat one horse to be, to make something. And I also think, because we talked about this in the last podcast too, we have a lot of horses that because of the strange season last year were lightly raced. We don't really know what they're capable of, but we assume that their trainers do have an idea yeah. of what they yeah. are capable of and how they're maturing. So I like this one too as my long shot because I go, you know what? You guys might know something about Miles D. We've been that burned. The rest We've of been us burned enough know. by that by that scenario where it's like we're like, what the hell are these horses doing in here? And then it's like, oh. <laughs> After the fact, oh, all right, somebody put them there for a reason. A racing secretary would not put all these horses together if they were so poorly matched that, like, somebody was, you know, hadn't even made it out of the gate and the race was over. Right. I mean, and this, you know, it's going to be ridden by Flavian Pratt, so that's great. And they just caliber. Yeah, they just changed the jockey out, so now Flavian's going to be riding him. I don't recall who the other jockey was, but they're oh, putting so they, on him. Okay. So all right. I think that's a good sign too. It is because that's very serious, right? That's, yeah. you know, you don't mess around there. But yeah, right. I like, uh, I liked the idea of, of Miles D as a, as a possibility, just because it is true. Um, and that's really what happened really with Maracuja in the win mm-hmm. against Malathat, the, you know, not to be repeated in the Alabama, right. but Maracuja was a little less known as a quantity and then really showed something. And mm-hmm. so we can we can hope that one of these horses with slightly longer odds shows something and that we you know can squeeze a little juice out of it. Um anyway, 
Moving on. Moving on. Number six, Mask Parade. You have Uh, one on Mask Parade before. I have one on Mask Parade, and it was great. (laughs) Um, Mask Parade is a good, fast horse that has endurance. It has speed. It's it's a good horse, and it's in good company, I think. It's matched for this company. So um, it's definite contender. Definitely, at least in the money, it's a contender for the money. Yeah. I don't know that it can win. It could place, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it certainly seems like if we're looking at horses to come in second, for sure. Uh, I liked the way it looked um, mm-hmm. in the Ohio Derby. It looked looked good. So, yes. And last, and possibly least, but last. Oh, my God. King Fury. What the hell? Number seven, King Fury. King Fury has so much, like... Uh, hype and never does anything. I just don't ever see it. It's it's like you can, I don't know, it's like the Kardashian of racehorses where it doesn't know how to do anything, but somehow it's still always in the limelight. Well, I, I, don't get I, it. I, I did like the point that they were making at Horse Racing Nation that the reason why he was racing in his last turf race, which heaps sucked and he was terrible was really because it was his prep race for the Travers and they needed to put him somewhere to give him some kind of a prep race. And so they put him in a race that completely didn't suit him and it didn't, it was awful. Um, and so now he's going to be back on the dirt and coming in last. I, I, I predict a total lose. I mean, the <laughs> total is, loser. The thing is, they've got, they point out the that, name is awesome. That McPeak, no. uh, the trainer, won the Travers in 2012. They point out, you know, Pletcher's won the Travers. But honestly, this has been a year where when I follow trainers that seem to have an angle on a particular race, that has done nothing but lead me astray. It has not yeah. helped me at all because apparently the trainer is not the one carrying the jockey on their backs. Apparently, I did not, I had not known that, but apparently that is true. So, yeah, so we're not yeah. actually going to see like Todd Pletcher with a Rod Ortiz, you know, using the crop on his, you know, backside. <laughs> so the fact that he is a good trainer for this race is less important to me than the fundamentals of the horse. So, right. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, people are trying to develop odds on this race, but I just think, whew, you got to do something with the essential quality, uh, build around him. He's like a very important piece of furniture or a statement piece of jewelry. Just build your outfit around him because that's the smart idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that horse. No. I mean, once again, I'll eat my shirt, but Shirts will I, don't be think I, ha- I don't think I have to eat my shirt. I'm not even, th- uh, hey, I'll even you know, save my appetite. I'm just saying. Right. Well, you're saying (laughs) if essential quality doesn't win or if he doesn't come in the money. No, I'm saying if King Fury does anything besides coming last, I'll eat my shirt. Oh my gosh. If he doesn't come in last, you'll eat your shirt. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Or anything. Yeah. Pretty much anything near that. Like I just don't see it doing anything. Yeah. If he comes out six out of seven, you'll count it as you're, you're in the clear. No shirt will need to be eaten. You know what? And I will be laughing on race day. If he does do anything better, I'll be like, oh my God, shirt ain't it. Right. Don't worry, because I know places where you can get adorable sugar cookies in the shape of shirts. And would, all right, I would eat that shirt. And we'll just make sure that you have like, you have to get through like 12 of them. 
So like yeah. you'll feel you'll still feel a little nauseous, but you won't actually like vomit up starch or you know right. or like a collar button or anything. Yeah, maybe I'll be so jacked up I'll clean something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> what? So gopped up on geep? You're gonna do some yeah. laundry? It's craziness. Woo. Don't talk nuts. Yeah. So <laughs> this is like woo, and then yeah. there's uh, a little bit more. Um, to get a little bit more juice to get out of Saratoga, which will be the the race that we're covering next week on the 4th of September, again, a Saturday race day uh, at Saratoga, there is the Jockey Club Gold race. It is a Ah. Breeders' Cup win and you're in. It is the 103rd running. So another one of these historic races, so great. G1, of course, won Mm -hmm. million dollars three-year-old and up. So this will be a little interesting because it'll be three and up. So we'll see some fours, some five-year-olds. We might see a little bit different class of horse or horses that ended up not getting to maximize their potential last year. This might be a good place to put them. So we'll see. Uh, And they'll still have plenty of time uh, after this September race to be ready for the Breeders' Cup. So uh, anyway, this is going to be one and a quarter miles on the dirt. And that is what we will be talking about um, next week. If you haven't looked at our racing calendar, there's still plenty of time. Go to our website, 33xpl.com, and uh, scroll down the page, and you'll see you can click to get the PDF of the whole racing calendar. And then you can bet along with us. Bet along with us, will you? And we have, and s- yes. Yeah, smash our like button Do and that. bet along with us. And we got stuff on Pinterest. We have all kinds of fun, cool things that you can use for your for your betting, your racing, what have you, for your analysis. And, and if you, you know, haven't and seen they're it, always fun. We did a great video with free online resources you can use to um, prepare for races, to pick racehorses without having to subscribe to a service or to pay for anything. You can do free research. So she did a great video. It's on our channel. It's also linked in our last podcast. It'll be linked in this one too. Um, And you can just go and look and sort of use some of the resources that we've used to learn about the horses and to make your picks. And if you think something different about the Travers, by all means, you know, throw it in the comments. Yeah. Say something. Tell us we, we, we want to hear it. We do. Yeah. We totally want to hear it. Um, also, ooh, also friends. friends. Don't forget about that post parade because I am not making any bets until I see these horses. I mean, essential quality, I've seen essential quality. As long as he's not like hobbling with a cane, I think I'm probably going to bet on him. Right. <laughs> but, but, if it, but everybody else, I don't know. The angels could sing for someone. You never know. If I look and he has sadness in his soul and I look at one of these other horses who just looks like they are ready to blaze a path to glory, you know, things change. But You, you uh, never know. But, pro- but, but essential quality would have to look very far off his regular. Because I have to say, even the last time we saw him run, he looked calm in the post parade. Like he just yeah. doesn't get all worked up, even as he's going to eat your lunch. He just yeah, looks he's like just an assassin. He just goes. He and gets is it done and doesn't like give a totally. Crap. <laughs> That's how I was thinking. I was like thinking yeah. of boxing. Like he just goes to the job, knocks you out, then goes home, has a smoothie. <laughs> like doesn't care. It's like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So 
Anyway, this has been super fun, and we hope you've had fun listening too. Uh, check us out at our website, 33xpl.com, where you can subscribe to our very occasional newsletter. We do not spam you, but we do want to share beautiful things with you, and we will have we some more beautiful things coming up. Uh, we're also uh, Instagram and Pinterest, uh, obviously at YouTube, where you can see our podcasts or, you know, the, well, the version of our podcast on video. Uh, so <laughs> confusing. And then on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. So uh, I think that's it from me. Happy racing, y'all. Yeah. Happy racing, y'all.